0: Relevant Magazine. It's the Relevant Podcast.
1: it's
2: it's 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 it's
0: it's It's the week of Friday, October 25th, 2013, and this is the Relevant Podcast. I'm your interim podcast host. Chad Michael Snavely, and this week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Audible.com is the leading provider of premium digital spoken audio information and entertainment on the internet. Uh, it's a service that allows users to choose the audio versions of their favorite books. They've got a library of over 100,000 titles. You can purchase individual books, but for real savings, sign up for an Audible listener program that gives you book credits each month for a low monthly fee. Uh, customers download their choices and can access them on their pc burn them onto cds or upload them to ipods or other mp3 devices perhaps you have a zune i'm sure it works there as well (laughs) Uh, it's quick easy fun and affordable entertainment for people of all ages uh perhaps after listening to the relevant podcast every week you find yourself with some extra time on your hand and you'd like to read a book but you're driving and you can't read well audible.com uh some recent podcast guests whose books you can find on audible.com jeremy courtney The guy we talked to last week from Preemptive Love, Uh, his book, Preemptive Love, Pursuing Peace One Heart at a Time, Peter Hitchens, his book, The Rage Against God, How Atheism Led Me to Faith, that's on audible.com, as well as a great new book from the 99U book series. It's called Maximize Your Potential, Grow Your Expertise, Take Bold Risks, and Build an Incredible Career. That sounds uh, exhausting. Yeah. Yeah, it does sound exhausting. Well, you don't have to put in much work. You just have to sit back and listen to it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah you don't have to. It's, <laughs> it's, not, a, it's not a book you want to read. It's kick, a book you want to listen to.
3: Kick back, mix up a Mai Tai, and just <laughs> let it all happen, buddy. <laughs> also, the Encyclopedia Britannica available. I'm sure that's there as well. I just got through G. <laughs> Garfield. <laughs> oh, nice little paragraph. Oh, but.
0: you get a free audiobook and a 30 day trial today by signing up at slash relevant. Again, audiblepodcast.com slash relevant get a free audiobook and a 30-day trial today when you sign up thanks to audible.com for sponsoring today's show i'd like i'd like to get the longest audiobook just to get the best value for that one free book what do you think the longest
3: audiobook i mean well it would be the (laughs) bible well no the bible is like pretty long but is it uh, what about like uh what are the famous huge novels like war and peace
2: yeah like war and peace or yeah but the bible is longer than that
0: yeah i suppose it is but (laughs) who do you think reads the i mean uh, who would read the bible like,
2: I, think, I think they actually have some pretty cool versions on Audible.com. Uh, Tony, audible. Tony com. Cash did a version. No way. Right. 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 Yeah. yeah, that'd be great. I'd really Johnny. like to
0: hear James Earl Jones read. Yeah. I think he
2: does. I think he's actually part of one. I'd like to hear him read Leviticus.
0: I think that could be quite interesting. <laughs> I love this thought. I and I'd love. also like to hear David Sedaris read, like, I don't know. Gosh, I'd like to hear Ira Glass. Oh, that'd be great. Ira, Ira Glass.
4: Does he do audiobooks? I don't think he's ever done an audiobook.
0: I would like to hear Eddie Cawfolds.
3: Like do the Kaufholz. Book of Revelation. I have a really, really good audiobook voice. <laughs> you should like, contact. It's just, Audible. I'm kind of a little lispie with my s's, and it's kind of high, I, but it's also. I still low. like the
2: idea of Ira Glass. Like
3: I do too. Yeah. Th-
2: th- this this week, Act One, John One, in 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 the in the town of Bethlehem. Yeah. John 3. Not long ago. This American Life. on am Glass. Brought to you by WBEZ Chicago. There was a boy born.
3: Brought <laughs> to you by the Bible. Scion.
2: It's the Bible. Oh, man. Sion, what drives you? It's by a, a young mother and her shepherd from WBEZ. We thank you for listening. I mean, what? what have you listened? Have you, any of you guys downloaded the podcast, That American Life? No, no, is that a real thing? It, yeah, it's it's a parody of This American Life, Perfect. and let me preface for anyone that is thinking of downloading there, it does contain some uh, uh, occasional profanity, uh, so choose your episode wisely <laughs> with the little explicit uh, <laughs> indication. But it is a spot on parody of of Iron Glass wow, and, that's incredible. and This American Life. I mean, it just takes; it, they just do like ridiculous fake human interest or, I mean it's scripted yeah, by comedians sure. and, and impressionist, but uh, uh, it is it is a funny listen if you're a fan of This American Life it's it. called That American Life <laughs> to I wonder All
0: if right. there's anyone that's made a parody of our podcast if not, somebody should get on. Oh that. no! Maybe oh, we man, should do it.
2: I, I feel gold. like our podcast is sort of a parody of itself. Right. I think you're right.
0: Who could make fun of us more I, than I? Us. More than
2: us? Well, who could humiliate us more than we you <laughs> do know, every, Humiliate ourselves every on,
0: single
4: week.
2: Yeah.
0: Well, here here with me in our, in our Orlando studios this morning, the crew <laughs> that is making all of this happen, <laughs> uh, Crosser me. Eddie, new podcast, Koffels. We're still doing that. Okay. Well, I, it's, it's cool. No, my one-year anniversary, maybe I can switch to relatively new should, podcast. W- what would you prefer? I feel like no, we like going it. with Eddie New Podcast for a while. Should we go with low Miracle for a no, little
3: bit? I'm honored. I'm honored just to be in the
0: room. Okay. You call me whatever you want. Eddie, nice honored to, to be you. in the room, coffles <laughs> On the Skype line from, uh, from Nashville, Tennessee, Tyler Huckabee. Hey, guys. And on the other Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, Jesse Carey. What's up? Oh, cool. Hey, <laughs> yeah, uh, just mixing it up. Mix just mixing it up. <laughs> just something. Thank l- you, Something a little different this week. Speaking of, of mixing it up, we are recording bright and early on a Tuesday morning this week. Yeah. That is not fun. I woke up this morning at six o'clock and realized that I had yet to compile the show notes for this episode. Zoinks. And so I rolled out a bread. Made myself some coffee, sat at the table, figured out what songs we were going to play, figured out who the guests you know, or the guests were planned, but you know, right. figured out the bio info and everything and all that stuff. And I thought I'm going to get in the office on time. Everything's going to be good. Right. I'm a little sleepy. You know, it's it's unconventional time. Mm-hmm. And then I noticed that my dog had peed all over the floor. Yeah. Oh. So there was that this morning. Um, so my headspace is a little yeah. weird because yeah. it took me out of my my natural game. It's not something that I wake up to. Every you usually
2: morning. don't clean up after. Yeah, and your dog. This has nothing to do with his bladder issue, but he, your dog has one eye. Is that correct? That is, that is yeah. correct. Does he wear yeah. an eye patch?
3: Uh, he will for Halloween. Yeah, it's Lisa okay, Left Eye Lopez. Right, cool. is your dog's <laughs> name?
4: Are you thinking about dressing up your dog for Halloween? Are well, you the, Are you one of those people? Well, the, the it's, it can
3: only be a pirate
0: every it, single it year. It could only be a pirate. the uh, The apartment complex that I live in, they're doing a uh, a dog costume. Halloween party. You got to move out of there.
2: So, yeah, I was going to say I <laughs> could not live not the same, way with like with, with <laughs> the, like in the, the same proximity to people who take part in such an event. Yeah.
0: Well, and I and I'd like to say that no, we are not taking part in this event, but it did cross my mind that Where's we could, busy being we could dress this dog up as a pirate. And he would most likely win the $25 gift card to Buca de Beppo that they're oh, that's giving a away. D- that's, 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 <laughs> that's pretty, yeah, heard, pretty, pretty awesome. You would it would
2: be like a pet store, not a tapas restaurant. Yeah,
0: which the dog has to sit in a crate
3: while you guys go and eat fettuccine. <laughs> like, I, wait, wait
2: <laughs> I'm sorry. Buca de Beppo isn't tapas. It's family style. But it kind of right? is.
3: It's, it's kind of like... It's
2: family It's the it's a different animal. <laughs> Have we discussed family style restaurants? God,
0: I would love <laughs> uh, to. Wait, wait, wait. Before, uh, before, wait, before, wait, wait, before yeah, we yeah. get to that, new albums or something. Wait, no, no. Even before that, before we get to uh, the intricacies of family-style restaurants, I cannot wait to hear Jesse Carey's take on this. Let me just tell you first, in case you were starting to think to yourself maybe I don't want to listen to this episode. <laughs> maybe you were starting to think these guys are up early. Chad's dog's already peed on the floor. Yeah. Jesse's going to We're already, to we're already going
2: to a rabbit trail about family-style <laughs> restaurant. Yeah, we're about to
0: do two <laughs> hours. Maybe, maybe this is the episode that I check out. Let me just tell you, you don't want to do that because coming up later, we have an interview with former spiritual advisor to the president, Joshua Dubois. Yeah. He is oh, coming yeah. up. He has a brand new book out called The President's Devotional. Uh, he is an absolutely incredible guy. Eddie had a conversation with him Uh, So, you are going to want to stay tuned for that conversation. Uh, But up first, Jesse. Yeah. Tell us your thoughts on family salaries. Feel feel
2: free. Let me preface this. Feel free to go ahead and skip to Joshua Dubois. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Start pushing the advanced 15 seconds. probably be
0: about the 45 minute mark. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Because I have some things I'd like to get off my chest about the family restaurant. I hate it. Do you hate it? Yeah. Okay. There's two types of restaurants that I despise. Right. Okay. One, One. is family style okay. and, and, and for those un- unacquainted with family style restaurants i i feel like they're going out of fashion which is a good thing for everyone yeah you know the thing is like you order collectively so like let's say i want a, las- a lasagna right right and, and and the person next to me wants a, a bowl of spaghetti mm-hmm. okay they're usually like italian places it's usually italian right. yeah so they bring like a whole pan of lasagna and a whole like bowl of spaghetti and you only order a couple things at the table and everyone shares. If I go to a restaurant, I'm not going to share my food with people. No. That's the whole reason I'm going to a restaurant. I want a very detailed order. Right. You know, I don't really reaching across the table asking for things, Right, you know, and, and, and here's my other the other type that I hate, too. Right. And it's sort of the same element. It's like, I love the Japanese like hibachi grills sure, or whatever.
0: Sure, sure, sure.
2: But why do they make you sit at the community table? I hate that. It makes it so <laughs> awkward. It's just like the family style thing. Sometimes that. you know, I you know, I'm there to socialize, but I'm not there to to be around uh, you know people I don't know. Right. I'm not there to share other people's food. Right. I, I you know, I'm I feel I'm you, man. completely with you. I'm it's, like, a d- it's a deterrent for me from going to hibachi grills. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is there you was. like a hibachi grill where you and dana can just go sit down at your own table and the chef would come over and make the food for you and you don't have to talk to anyone else the entirety is
2: is that too much to ask i went to a bed and breakfast one time
0: oh those are the freaking <laughs> those are the
3: like inner rung of hell i hate those things
2: and, and like they're very breakfast. like when you check in they're like all right make sure you're downstairs at like 10 a.m for, for the breakfast and i'm thinking it's like continental you know, yeah. well, I got a hotel where I get my OJ, I get my little uh, uh, pancake that comes off that little 3D printer they have down <laughs> yep. there.
3: Yeah, yeah, that's all you want.
1: <laughs> <laughs> 3D
2: uh, printer. You know, I, I, get, I got my banana and I got that weird concentrated orange juice that comes out of that little juice dispenser right. machine. Right, You right. know, and I got my own area with a U.S. copy of USA Today, complimentary. Right,
0: right. Yeah. and CNN playing on a TV somewhere yeah, in the
2: background. Yeah, exactly. It's the, at the bed and breakfast. I'm sitting there with people that I've never met before that want to talk to me, right, <laughs> about my day and life and th- and what brought me to the bed. and yeah, this is stressful. So, so, so. Yeah, so, you so, came so. in from. I didn't Detroit, go yeah. to meet somebody that's twice my age, right? To talk about you know the history you know, of. The, you know, colonial. Yeah, you know,
4: I, I hear where you're coming from. I guess where I'm coming from is just sort of I'm not afraid of my fellow man. So yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't mind spending my limited, my very limited,
2: precious time on Earth in community with other well, people. Well, Ty- Tyler, here, here's what I, here's my response to that. I don't trust anyone.
3: No, you yeah. can't trust anyone, Jesse. That's what we. T-
2: Tyler experiences. He does. You know, Tyler is a, is a true like he really experiences community by regularly going to hibachi grills and is that one weird
3: guy.
2: (laughs) When you go go with a group of seven people... And, and, like, you're at a birthday party. He's Tyler's like that one. one guy that rounds out the table. He's That's just walking
3: in. Walk. He's like, Dave, good to see you. What's yeah. up? Oh, interesting. We got like, we got Jeremy over at the table today. He's good. Yeah. He's good.
2: He's going to throw that
3: second shrimp right at you. <laughs> so just watch yourself.
2: It's a birthday. The, the, the table seats eight. <laughs> yeah. It's a birthday party that seven people go to, and Tyler's just waiting there. Yeah. I have met some with your party. friends at Hibachi Grills. Tyler, have you ever been to a Hibachi Grill by yourself? Well I start out by myself
0: <laughs> Then you, you have a, Before you know it You've got seven <laughs> new friends
4: You meet people The family feels bad for you Yeah they ask you to sit down Next thing you know You're going on vacations with them Is that where you you're met Liz? Standing in their son's wedding <laughs> Yeah is that how you met Liz And her
2: family it Was just a lonely night At the hibachi grill
4: I, I think you guys are I think this still just Suggests some deep rooted fear of, of other people Of reaching out The side of yourself
0: Yeah Well I mean I'm, At the end of this I mean you have to ask yourself What would Jesus do?
4: Uh, Jesus probably shared food. Jesus shared. He, he, would, he would
3: use
0: his laser beam eyes and burn those
3: places
4: mm, down. That's true. Nobody told him, "Oh, Jesus, I don't really do <laughs> fish and loaves. Jesus, that's not my thing." <laughs> no. <laughs>
3: well, let's eat that together. <laughs> you win, Tyler.
4: You win. That was a family style <laughs> meal. That was a but, masterful yeah, look, argument. That was the original family style. <laughs> <meal>. You, Jesus.
0: <laughs> well, now that uh, now that we have all that, now that we have Jesse's you know dirty laundry aired. Um, let me tell you guys about some music coming out. So when you find oh, yeah. yourself, you know, looking for conversation starters with that family that you don't know at the Hibachi restaurant, you can say, "Hey, did you know that on Tuesday, October 29th, the, ar- the new Arcade Fire album called Reflector is coming out?" Wow! Can somebody mark that as transition of the year? That, that, that's, uh, did you up like for, that? that's up for oh, that's up for some sort of award. That that's was up great. for a Dove Award. Speaking of which, where they were on TV last night,
2: and yeah. I debowed them, I, I heard I heard Bill Gaither won the Lifetime Achievement Award for the tenth consecutive year. <laughs> <laughs> He's won. Uh, he's won enough lifetime achievement awards for ten lifetimes because that's how much he's achieved. They just give it to him every year. But what's year. great
3: is that he invites seventy-five people on stage with him, and they all sing at the same time. Right, right, yeah, right. it's pretty special. And then he makes
0: a video of it, and makes a lot of money, and then I and watch that, it And that whole,
2: that whole presentation's <laughs> about three quarters of the show. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. it's pretty awesome. Uh, we also have Unknown Mortal Orchestra coming out with the Blue Record EP. Widow's Speak is coming out with the Swamp EP. Los Campesinos is coming out with No Blues. Oh, cool. And uh, The Robert Glasper Experiment is coming out with Black Radio 2. Uh, movie releases Friday, November 1st. Man, we're into November already. Uh, Crazy Ender's Game with Harrison Ford, Free Birds with Owen Wilson, Woody Harrelson, and Amy Poehler is coming out. Okay, and Last Vegas with Michael Douglas, Robert De Niro, and Morgan Freeman. Uh, Cool, that looks awesome. Awesome Uh, movie, baby boomers.
2: I I can't wait. You know, I'm going. I'm first going to watch both Old Dogs, and then I'm going to see that. Great.
0: All right, that's going to do it for entertainment releases, and your weekly food rant coming up next. Slices. listening to magic man the song is texas it's from the you are here ep at the beginning of the podcast you heard no 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 with the song pumping blood it's from the pumping blood ep all right it's time for slices jesse what do you got buddy
2: okay this this is a a pretty cool and let me preface it by saying that one of my great failures as an adult so far in my life is that i've never like decorated my house for a holiday Other than, you know, like the the bare minimum, just just to show that, you know, there's someone that lives at the home. I've always, like growing up, I always picture myself as that dude who spends like two months before Christmas, like, you know, just going nuts with an insane holiday uh, uh, display. And I'm yet to do that. I'm still disappointed in myself. But there is a, a, a family in Leesburg, Virginia. That has re-inspired me to to maybe make this uh, this undertaking an annual tradition. They have done a animated light display for Halloween, like Christmas light type display, synchronized to the song "The Fox."
0: No, uh, like what does yeah, the fox say?
2: Yes, uh-huh. the, the, the viral Ooh. video hit. That's amazing. Uh, what does the Fox say? So you can go to relevantmagazine.com. It, we posted in slices last week. You can watch the video, which we embedded there. Uh, the display is is awesome. Like it's perfectly coordinated. And if you drive up to the house, you tune in your FM. They have one of those like FM transmitters that takes yeah. over a radio station. And from, from like <laughs> seven to nine each night, you can pull up to the house, pull, put on your FM station, and watch the synchronized display, which just goes on a loop. For two hours uh, <laughs> wow. each evening, and the other cool thing is they're raising ten dollars uh, uh, donations. They're asking for ten dollar donations if you go. That are going to be given to Johns Hopkins uh, Children's Hospital. So mm-hmm. you, you don't even you don't have to give, but that's part of the deal. Um, that's cool. Even though you don't need an excuse to do a display. To make your house coordinated to what does the fox say in Christmas light during Halloween? You don't need an excuse, but if you're going to, it's pretty cool that you're raising money for a children's hospital. <laughs> that's
0: amazing. That is really funny. That's a have cool- you guys, have
2: you guys ever decorated your homes for, for any holidays? Oh, all the in time.
3: Christmas, yeah, Christmas, my birthday. <laughs> <laughs> I put, an, you know, birthday cakes. And
2: I put the big Batman symbol. Yeah, <laughs> Banners Columbus, all over. Columbus Day,
4: I'll yeah. do a little. You yeah. know, I'll put a little, some miniature Nina Pinta and Santa Maria's around.
0: Ooh. I, I paint my whole house red for Valentine's Day every yeah. year. It's incredibly yeah. expensive. I keep it like that for two weeks, yeah. and then I change Which it It's quite
2: the project. So yeah.
0: here's the thing, though. Like,
2: you know,
3: I like Halloween, but
0: like our,
2: our,
3: our uh, next door neighbors, mm-hmm. my wife calls up the Tableau because they have got like, their entire front yard has been transformed into to what can only be considered a house of death and horror. I mean, it's just people coming out of the ground and caskets.
2: <laughs> I mean, it's really... Unless- you see, at that point, they're not really decorations. No,
3: it's just some sort of escapism.
2: <laughs> I, I have a neighbor who... I, you know, but at least those those are like store-bought decor. Those are like store-bought things, right? Yeah, like yeah. accessories. Right. Like, I have a neighbor who has done that with all this homemade stuff, and they're not very artistic. Yeah.
1: And it just <laughs> looks <laughs> terrible.
2: It, just looks, it looks like it like a, a, like a dilapidated house. Uh-huh. Like there's no theme, but abandoned home.
0: Here's the thing I've never understood, and and, and I grew up in a household that we, we decorated pretty extensively for Christmas. I wouldn't say my dad was quite Chevy Chase from Christmas Vacation, but he was close. So that's always you know kind of running the family. I've I never it. I've never understood the people who decorate with lights in their front yard that. Project an image on the side of their house. You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Have you seen this before? Like oh, I slides
4: love it. So, like the slideshow
2: sort of the thing. Sli- yeah.
1: <laughs> I, yeah, I, I no, do not me. Not-
2: I say that. I give me a 25 foot inflatable Snoopy. Right. You know, in a convertible. <laughs> yeah, if we're gonna do that, isn't even a holiday. I don't care. Right. You don't care. The bigger, the better. Go big, go home. I'm- I I want I want I don't want matching lights anywhere in the house. I want a string of you know blinking white ones. I want those big. You know, colorful ones. I don't care.
3: See, I hate all that (laughs) Just make it as gaudy as possible. Filthy.
2: Like disgusting. like a silver Christmas tree right in the middle of the yard, <laughs> like an inflatable carousel oh, of like Garfield gosh. characters. I don't care.
3: I do not like the trend though of doing like the full house decoration for Halloween because it used to be like throw a pumpkin out front, yeah. and now it's kind of like I feel like at some point I'm gonna have to get up there on the ladder and start stringing lights for yeah. this thing, and I just yeah.
0: don't. I don't want to do it. It's that. like it's like as soon as uh, September hits, we as a culture just get so into holiday season. Right. I mean, I was at the mall the other day, and I mean. Crate and Barrel has a full on Christmas display. Oh, it's happening. Sure. Like ready yeah. to go, like starting yeah. to buy bulbs now. And we're I mean, was we're a month away from Thanksgiving. Yeah,
3: I was driving by Lowe's, and they have huge
0: lit Christmas trees everywhere. Yeah. Like they want you to know it's Christmas time. Yeah, it's crazy. Too but early. I mean, as long as I guess, you know, what does the fox say is playing in the background? Yeah, no, exactly. You can yeah, do what, anything. What those people have done it. is heroic.
3: That is brilliant. Yeah, they're good people. <laughs> and it goes to Johnny Hopkin. So that's good.
0: That's good. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Eddie, what do you got, man?
3: All right, so uh, we've heard this story. Have you guys heard this story about the two Boy Scout leaders uh, in in Utah? I, I oh, saw yeah. this. I saw this yes. story pop yeah. up, and I immediately sent it to Chad almost a week ago. and <laughs> was just like, "This is my slice. This is my slice. Don't let any other guys take it. This is what I've been dreaming about."
2: It's funny because I read about the story first, yeah, and I thought it was like an incidental thing. Then I watched the video, yeah. It's a big deal, yeah. yeah. This is a huge. So, so why don't you explain a- for for listeners yeah, yeah, who yeah, are sorry. unfamiliar? So,
3: two Utah men. Uh, who were also It's a father and son, right? Right. Yes, they were on a boy. Sc- they were, one's a boy scout leader, and one is his son. And so these are people that you know know the uh, are supposed to know the laws of nature and leave no trace and all <laughs> these leave things. Leave no trace. Yeah. Yes, this is what they do. <laughs> <laughs> the laws of nature.
2: <laughs> yeah, I, I, anyway. I'm not familiar with the term "laws of nature" or "leave no trace." As, as I'm it, assuming they're weird Boy Scout things. Yeah.
3: <laughs> well, you know, a scout is trust, trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Oh, we okay. know this. I,
2: I didn't know
4: all that.
3: That's well. That's yeah. all true. So anyhow, they go into this Utah park, and it's one of those Utah parks that has uh, those interesting rock formations, and these rock formations have formed over, uh, like many many years like
0: like Depending on your your interpretation of creation, story, and right, genesis. Right, right. A long time. Either from early <laughs> people times lifetime. or monkey times. Right. It doesn't, I don't know. Right, right. That's but, up for you to decide. It,
3: yeah. Uh, but anyhow, but these rocks have been slowly formed by uh-huh. uh, water and sand. And so what's happened right. is they've left what looks like boulders that are perched on little tiny pedestals. So uh, they have them all over the place in Utah. And they're really interesting to watch or, and to look at. And they're beautiful. Uh, and so... <laughs> So these guys uh, go out, and there is a video of them that they took, which is just my favorite part. If they had just not taken the video and posted it to YouTube. <laughs> right. It would have right. been the
2: perfect it, cry. It, it would have been the perfect, perfect, perfect way to desecrate it uh, been. <laughs> a natural phenomenon.
3: <laughs>
4: like, you a can't miss way to desecrate. So anyhow, these,
3: these goofballs go out there with this thing that has been forming since Monkey Days, and they start singing the song Wiggle It Just a Little Bit. You know that song? I don't even want to sing it it's so embarrassing and I was embarrassing to hear this guy do it was- and the guy pushes the pol- boulder off the pedestal the boulder that has been forming there Man. since like pre Jesus like it has Man. been going and yeah. he yeah. pushes up and you look at it and you're like that is shocking.
2: <laughs> I mean, you really and, just—he's and like, and he's very excited about his he's feet very woo! <laughs> Yeah, I mean, he's
3: totally like, Woo-hoo, man, woo, man. He's like <laughs> pumped up about it. So the Utah park is just well. Like- they
2: posted... we should say—they posted the video online oh. after that. Oh yeah, yeah. voluntarily.
3: Yeah. yeah. So, uh, like, so that they're under criminal—they're—they're they're facing criminal prosecution for this. That's crazy because they. I mean, it's just like, just, I'm trying to think of what it would be, just putting a huge cork in Old Faithful or something. I don't know what yeah. would be. That was like a terrible. Like kicking over one of the stone you No, know, that hanches. would
2: actually be kind of cool to see it pop off <laughs> a, big, a big champagne yeah. cork. It Go would ahead. be
3: like kicking over a stone hand or something. But I mean, they just, I, I really can't think of another example that would be better than this, but they are trashing something that can't be undone. So these guys posted. And so we thought, here's, here's my favorite thing. I, I'm like, come on, guys, please don't do a dumb rebuttal because, you know, they have to respond to this. So now they're right. under criminal investigation. Yeah. Boy Scouts y- so, are mad so you're
2: thinking, just apologize. Just, just say, say, hey, we, stupid, were, we were out there up. being
3: really dumb, right? Here's what they said. We thought we were doing a good deed, one of the guys said. And because he was saying that he was afraid that like a little kid would be walking by and this would be the time that this rock... Uh, yeah. fell over. Now, a guy yeah. that's been working at the park for 20 years said, hey, yeah, I've been here 20 years. I've never seen one of those things fall <laughs> over. Like, I think he has a limited <laughs> scope of time. Yeah. This thing has been forming I've been for... here for
2: 20 years, and I'm pretty sure those have been here for about 100,000. Yes.
3: So... <laughs> anyhow... Yeah,
2: depending on your view of history. Right. right. <laughs> you, like, you you, e- e- either there. way, they're not
4: going anywhere. Potentially yeah. a very long time. Right.
3: <laughs> so, I, so obviously, these guys are in trouble. And then yesterday, I read as a follow-up to this, this was the part I actually kind of because I, I agree these guys should be have some me- measure. I mean, they broke the law. Go ahead, prosecute them. And maybe you guys disagree with that. But then, uh, as a follow up to it, uh, the uh, the Boy Scouts. Banned, kick them out of the Boy Scouts and banned them. Just like that. Which I thought was wow. a little bit of a disproportional wow. reaction. You but being a, wait,
2: wait, wait, wait. Hold on. <laughs> I thought Hold maybe on. we just You're get okay it. with criminal prosecution. <laughs> <laughs> but in your mind, an even worse punishment oh, that's is funny. being kicked out of the Boy Scouts. <laughs> like, oh, you know, I understand they should be locked up in prison for this. I understand this. But Kicked years. out of the Boy Scouts. Yeah, so 15
3: years in Sing Sing. Pump, but the, but
2: pump the brakes here. <laughs> I mean, they didn't oh my, kill anyone Obama's one. fascist state <laughs> out of the I mean, Scouts. what you know, doing a little time Is one thing, I but guess. you can't ever get back Into the Boy Scouts uh, I dislike you <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> You you have brought up A great point that I am not going to argue about Your by. honor,
2: send me and my son away To prison, <laughs> ship us away <laughs> whatever you do, please don't let the Boy Scouts eject us. <laughs>
3: <laughs> but here's the thing. Here's the thing. They broke a law that we knew about, right? And we knew you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to destroy a national park. You're not allowed to do this, right? So that's a known thing. Right. But the Boy Scouts have an objective. Op- like, they, they, can, they didn't have to kick them out. They decided to kick them out for these guys being dumb. And... I,
2: I, I'm really I, I, you, I, your argument. I, you're not I win still this one is, is. I'm having trouble with here.
3: But you think it would be better if they that it would have been better.
2: Doesn't that you're violate like, some sort of Boy Scout? You know, I thought I you guys like, were all yeah, into like, no nature things. I know it's you just rather like like honorable, honorable nature.
3: Thing. I just think it's somewhat graceless. And I would expect more from the Boy Scouts <laughs> in terms of, okay, this is where I'm going to get into a lot of trouble.
2: Well, let's say it. I'm going to this. Uh, I and, would. And, and for people that don't know, you are an Eagle Scout.
3: I am an Eagle Scout. And for people that don't know, you dislike all Eagle Scouts and Boy Scouts.
2: Let me at Eddie. Let me ask you this. <laughs> You're, let's say, let's I, say you, I hate you,
3: when you, you dig in like that. I hate that. Let, total let's say voice. you,
2: I don't know. You had a campfire, got out of control. You had a little forest fire mm-hmm. on your hands. Mm hmm. Yeah, and the judge gave you two options. We, <laughs> I can either send you away for a year, yeah, to prison, yeah, for your crime, great, or I can strip you of your Eagle Scout status. Which Ooh. would you? Which would you accept? Strip
3: me point. of my Eagle Scout status?
2: Yes, forever.
3: Dude, that's not or good. Or
2: do one year in prison.
0: That Eagle Scout project was hard, man. <laughs> I don't want to get rid of that. It's one year away from your family. No hibachi restaurants.
2: No hibachi. <laughs> restaurants. No family style restaurants. <laughs>
0: Man, I'm, no bed and I, I, breakfasts. Dis-
2: or or you you knowingly just you know accept the dishonorable. I I, I don't fate of I, being stripped of eagle I, scout. I, right?
3: I would really hate my girls to know me not as an eagle scout. <laughs> <laughs> but, you, but, but the other option is
0: not seeing They're your so children young. grow I mean, up a that year. year. They're going to be fine. They'll be two and three by the time I get out.
3: What do they care? They're two and three. They don't need me right now. All Lucy ever says is "mom." Anyhow,
2: so, like, I'm... <laughs>
3: okay. Wow, very interesting.
2: That
0: went that went somewhere very different than I would have thought. Here's the so thing: I know. think that that's the Boy
3: Scouts. I think that the Boy Scouts haven't had an opportunity to show grace and to teach these guys. Mm-hmm. But because I believe the Boy Scouts get a ton of negative press. Right, because of a lot of their own dumb decisions. Right, well, they get. I, a ton- I
2: haven't ever known the Boy Scouts to get any press, much less negative. <laughs> 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 maybe, maybe there's some like newsletter that you have, but I don't think a lot of don't us you, are reading a lot about the Boy Scouts. Don't you? <laughs> Front page news about the Boy Scouts again. (laughs) Listen to this. Look, see. The Weeble Scout badge was changed. Oh, when are they going to learn? The Weeble Scout? It's (laughs)
3: Weebelo.
4: You're the worst.
2: You can't. Front page. Oh, not again.
3: Do you want me to blow your mind? Do you know what Weebelo stands for? Do you want to hear this? It's going to just give you fuel. Do you want it? We, yes. we be loyal scouts oh okay oh,
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what you know what the judge would be doing you a favor
3: Eddie <laughs> <laughs> did <you> strip me <laughs> like, oh my gosh oh uh, my goodness that's great either way oh. I really don't like that the boy scouts kicked him out and I'm sticking with that I think it's there it I think it's graceless and there was a learning opportunity there it is now right. you have it and I don't
4: like
0: now and now I, I don't like you guys <laughs> just, and I don't, I don't <laughs> and he's leaving the podcast <laughs> right boom <now>. see ya
4: <laughs> oh,
0: all right Tyler what do you got man
4: (laughs) my slice uh this is gonna return us uh, a little bit to our our conversation about family style meals a different genre of that but but i i got some distressing um news about mcdonald's and their dollar value are are you guys do you guys still do mcdonald's are we like all over mcdonald's now Do you guys still go i don't
0: don't, go i haven't been in probably eight eight or nine years
2: I, I, i eat a lot of fast food but i just i have nothing against mcdonald's i just don't like the food you don't like the food. Eddie?
3: Yeah, no, I don't. I like their Diet Coke, but its I don't really do it. <laughs> but you, uh, you well, found yeah, that you can
2: get
0: that it, anywhere. It's
2: certainly nothing against no. fast food for me.
3: <laughs> no, no. Yeah, I'm not anti-fast food, but to be honest, we have Chick-fil-A. Well, you guys have Chick-fil-A up there. So if I'm going to get something, I'm going to get Chick-fil-A.
2: Yeah, I'm well, going to okay. check
4: a their Wendy's problem. Sorry, well this man. doesn't, this won't directly affect any of us then. But this is, this is more of a topic. Would it be,
3: would it be more helpful if it did affect us? Would you like us to say,
4: oh, well, this, com- may, this may give us a perspective that is actually helpful because okay. we can be a little outside of okay. the, Let, the actual okay. events.
0: Let me say we that. Could, I mean, back in the day, I frequented McDonald's quite often.
4: Yeah. So, so we have, so you're, you're aware of what's going on. You know about the dollar menu. Oh, yes. I'm, oh, very. We all aware. know about the dollar menu. Of course. Oh, yeah. It's I, as as the sands of time are wont to do; they eventually destroy all things. And McDonald's, in two weeks from now, is retiring their dollar menu. Well, that's not true. They're what they're doing, according to their own ad copy, is they're changing their dollar menu. Uh, they're going to call it the dollar menu and more. And by the more, they mean it, it, there's not really a dollar menu anymore. It's just a menu with. Prices that go anywhere from a dollar to five dollars. So you still have all the dollar menu things, but now you have some sandwiches on there, you have some burgers, you even have the like McNuggets that can cost like four or five dollars if you get the 20 piece. So it's not even a, a I, I don't know, I don't know why you'd still call it a dollar menu if you have any, yeah. you can spend five dollars on it. It sounds
0: like just a regular menu.
4: I think it's a regular it's menu. It's more I of a dollar's a- menu.
2: <laughs> Multiple,
0: <laughs> multiple dollar
4: of, menu
2: <laughs> various increments of dollars, dollars. menu. I re, you know, I, I used to, there's a time where I used to go to Arby's like oh, all yeah, the time mm-hmm. and they had an awesome dollar menu and that changed. And I don't, I don't go to Arby's anymore.
0: Yeah. Well, why don't and, they, and the
2: junior bacon cheeseburger used to be, it still might be, but and that used to be like 99 cent at Wendy's and I used to eat that all the time.
4: Well, why would you change it? I feel like the dollar menu is what McDonald's thing is now. Like, that's what they're known for, uh, I thought. Yeah. But again, I'm outside of the whole thing, so I don't know. Huh. Is it is – it, yeah, maybe it's just a matter of inflation, you know? Oh, that's true. In this economy, it's hard to sell anything for a dollar anymore. That's true. There's the day that Dollar much,
2: Tree though. goes away –
0: yeah, soon it's going to be like the Dollar Tree and more. <laughs>
2: yeah. The, do, the multiple dollars tree. <laughs> the dollars tree. <laughs> the Dollar Tree. The Dollar
4: Tree has never been. The Dollar Tree was always a scam from the get-go. Nothing in there cost a dollar. Do you
2: remember, mine had a grab bag section. Whoa. And I remember, I remember that, my, yeah. my, when we would go huh. to the mall, when we go to the mall, my mom would be like, "Look, listen, you could have anything in the Dollar Tree store. And that was like a big deal. You right, know? sure. And then they had mystery grab bags. Oh my gosh! That amazing. were like think, brown paper so what bags, what kind of bags that you, you, you had, you had no idea what they were. Bags. Yeah, what did you what's, get? What's in there? Well, you, you could literally. I was allowed to pick anything in the store, or I could pick the 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 brown paper mystery bag, which was inevitably something that came from the store.
4: Right. Yeah. That was
2: simply covered. Right. You know, and I knew it was most likely something I didn't want. But the injury was too great every time. <laughs> you have to. I mate, had to know. I had to know. I was disappointed every time. Yeah. But I had to know.
3: You're like, well, it could be a little sample of tide, or it could be <laughs> like some little <laughs> plastic spiders. I don't yeah. know.
2: And now I have the option to go buy those little plastic spiders. Right. But yeah. yeah. But- I have to know. I must what the mystery bag contains. Got to have door it's number two. Yeah,
0: yeah. got to have. I it. think McDonald's should try something like that and just have like that's a mystery a good menu idea. where you that's just a really you pop down a couple bucks and you mm-hmm. just get something, or you can well, spend two bucks for your. In, in a way, they kind of do. Oh, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, I'll order a hamburger, yeah. whatever that is. <laughs> yeah,
2: whatever's in that meat.
4: Oh, I'll, I'll pay
3: a it. For da, 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 da.
4: <laughs> but if you're going to McDonald's, then you're our, then you're you're clearly willing to eat just about anything. So clearly. the surprise would be like open to you, right? That
0: is true. I've, I've I've said it before. I'm a you know vegetarian, sometimes vegan, but I could eat those chicken nuggets because I'm pretty sure there's no meat in there, <laughs> right? No <laughs> problem. That's all. Th- that's just uh, the,
2: the, that pink slime that comes out of like uh, a caulk gun. Yeah. Let's oh, yeah. not talk about the pink slime. Yeah, that picture uh, has haunted my we dreams. and all the
3: Yeah. I don't know where to. I don't know where to go with this McDonald's story because part of me it just makes me sad that it's just like here's more cheap food options. Yeah. You know. And but I don't want to get into the whole like you know fattest country blah blah yeah. blah. Yeah. Kind of stuff. That's first. Well, I don't.
4: No, yeah. yeah I'm to make but, fun of
3: but i just kind of i kind of wish they would keep the dollar at a dollar right i think that's the yeah it seems kind of silly it just to seems me seems kind of weird the dollar menu should be things that are a dollar but when they start to sneak a dollar you know 40 into that thing or it's basically they should just call it our cheapest food right here's our <laughs> cheapest food right you don't have right. to just order thing at a time. Short on cash today?
0: Order from our cheapest food menu. Right. Yeah, it's good
4: it's, for people. There's nothing wrong economy. with that. There's I, I, yeah. nothing wrong
3: with that. It's on Amazon. I want to sort by price sometimes. Right. And so sort Lowest this by highest. Sort this by price for me. Right. I want I that seventy nine really, cent do, Big Mac.
4: I love Chad's idea of the grab bag, McDonald's grab bag. I feel like there's something there. Oh right. I think so
3: too. Here's a half a McMuffin and, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, a candy yeah, yeah. cane.
2: Yeah. yeah you and get like something with a bite out of it. And two, Mc, <laughs> and two <laughs> McNuggets. Yeah. Hey, yeah, you, you said whatever's in the bag. So yeah,
0: a frosty and... uh, so, uh back there, guys. Sorry, we don't have any sweet and sour sauce for you to dip those McNuggets in, but we have a little bit of a chocolate milkshake left. Here you go. <laughs> and it's a dollar. Jackpot. Would people
2: do it? I, f- I would go one time. I, would I, think people, I think people. I think people again. It. The intrigue I, would be too great. It yeah. has to do it every time. I think <laughs> we've
3: read enough slices at this point that we know the answer is that people will do anything. anything.
2: People will do. <laughs> people do anything.
4: People
3: you know? are crazy, including us. Everybody's crazy. That's true. So that's my <laughs>
0: thought of the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, on that and uplifting note, <laughs> you better wrap up. <laughs> that's going to do it for slices. <laughs> Stay tuned. Coming up next, we have our interview with Joshua Dubois. Josh! You're listening to Best Coast. The song is I Want to Know. It's from their new album called Fade Away. Well, President Obama's pastor-in-chief, according to Time Magazine, and longtime spiritual advisor Joshua Dubois led the White House faith-based initiative during Obama's first term and served with the president for years before that. He is one of our country's top leaders, speakers, and writers on how to live out faith and values and strengthen our communities in an increasingly busy world. Joshua writes a regular religion column for the Daily Beast and has authored several cover stories for Newsweek magazine, including the secret faith of Washington and the landmark piece, The Fight for Black Men. His new book is called The President's Devotional, just released this past week. Uh, in the heat of Barack Obama's first presidential campaign, this a little behind the scenes in the book, uh, Dubois recognized the wear and tear on his boss and asked the senator if he could email a devotional to him each day. When Obama responded positively, DuBois prepared a short email for the future president to read first thing every morning, short snippets of scripture, inspirational stories, quotes, and prayers to provide counsel, encouragement, and inspiration, which the president himself has stated meant the world to him. Uh, By spending time each day with the president's devotional, we are reminded what is most important in life, what our true mission is in the world, and how to start each morning with grace and joy. Our very own Eddie Kaufeltz recently sat down with him. Here is our interview. With Joshua Dubois.
3: You pick up this book and you expect to read, you know, uh, a a book about a memoir from you, just about your time with the president. And that is scattered throughout. And of course, it's fascinating how you just got this front row seat uh, to history and just uh, the conversations that you had um, with such a, a fascinating man. I mean, the president is just so interesting. But these devotionals, I found myself just being. Uh, help personally as a pastor and as a leader by what I was reading. As you were going through and picking these out, how were you deciding and framing uh, what would be helpful for the general public from what you had created for the president?
1: You know, it's interesting that I actually don't think the um, and thank you for that by the way. And I, and I, and, I, and I I don't I don't think the struggles that you know most folks face um, are all that different from. Um, the struggles of, of someone like the president. You know, we all need to um, figure out how to begin each day with with peace when there's a lot of stuff happening around us. We all need to think about how to um, master temptation and avoid temptation. We all need to, um, you know, have some uh, buoyancy that gets us through tough times, and uh, need to figure out how to love our enemies even when it's tough. Now, that last one may be a little bit more cute here in Washington, <laughs> but um, but it's, uh, it, it's these are lessons that. I think, um, you know, the president uh, enjoys learning, and and, I, and hopefully others will, too. Um, so I don't think there's a, there's that much of a difference. You know, I, I did, um, I, I enjoyed putting some um, some scripture and devotionals that tied more um, into popular culture. So folks mm. will hear about everyone from Johnny Cash yeah. to Fannie Lou Hamer and, um, and, and other folks as well. Um, so th- those are some of the ones that certainly picked out.
3: What was your um, pastoral relationship with the president? Because I love the story of how you uh, formed a relationship with him. I mean, you were sitting in in uh, in a restaurant, right? You saw him on television. T- tell me that story. I want to. I want everyone to hear that.
1: Yeah, you know, I, I was um, wrapping up uh, graduate school and had also been a uh, associate pastor at a small church and. My graduate degree wasn't in, um, it, I wasn't in seminary, it was in public policy, um, and so I was trying to figure out which direction to go in, whether um, to pursue my you know, political and policy interests or um, to pursue ministry. And I was kind of struggling with this and was in Washington, D.C., and I'm at a restaurant eating a hamburger, and I looked up, um, and this was in 2004, and there was a state legislator, a um, young guy named Barack Obama, who was giving a speech at the Democratic National Convention. And I just kind of heard the Spirit of God speak to me then. Um, The President, um, then-Senator, said something about the awesome God that we serve in the blue states, and just kind of rocketed me back to um, that great uh, praise and worship song, Our God is an Awesome God, and uh, how I used to sing that at FCA Fellowship of Christian Athletes Bible (laughs) Camps in in Virginia. and, and you know, I just I felt God tugging me towards this this man um, to be a resource to him, however I could. And um, so I, I just kind of pursued. Uh, the the senator didn't have any inside connections to him, but uh, God opened up some doors, and I began working in his senate office um, a couple months after that.
3: go from sending him devotionals uh, on his now famous Blackberry to uh, to really being uh, at his right-hand man, I mean, being around all the time in some very critical moments, as you write about in the book. How did that relationship progress into a pastoral relationship?
1: Um, you know, I, I think, honestly, it was when I kind of heightened my sensitivities to the, the Word of God. I mean, there were the, early on, I was just kind of doing these things, these, these devotionals, and probably... Um, leaving it at that, but I quickly realized that after having been called on a couple times, and I don't think I, I gave a full enough response, a full enough answer, that, you know, God really wanted me to be prepared, to be immersed in His Word, to be immersed in, um, you know, in, in my own spiritual life, so that I could uh, then pour out into other people, including the President. So once I got that straight, Um, the the calls, uh, came more frequently from, you know, everything to helping him prepare for his, um, 2008 speech at the, um, when he accepted the nomination for, uh, for the presidency to journeying with him to, um, to be, uh, to to visit with Billy Graham to being with him after the, um, the massacre in Newtown, Connecticut and helping him minister there. So I think once I started taking my own walk more seriously, I think I responded in kind to, And gave me more opportunities to minister.
3: In the March intro, you tell a fascinating story about getting to be a part of a private meeting with uh, the Reverend Graham uh, and President Obama. And you and the four of you are sitting in this room. Um, can Can you tell us a bit about that? Can you take us inside that room for a moment?
1: Yeah, it was wild. You know, it was uh, just a, a huge blessing, I, and I never thought it was actually going to happen. I, I found out that President Obama was going to be in the part of North Carolina where um, where Mr. Graham um, lives, um, on top of a mountain, um, and the president was there just on vacation. and And on a whim, I reached out and asked him if he wanted to go visit Reverend Graham, and he said, "Absolutely, yes, and he would like to." and And could I set it up? And so I did. I reached out to him, to my friends, and. Uh, Mr. Graham's office and, and set up the meeting, and, um, and then the president asked me to fly down and join him, and so I flew down to North Carolina we drove up this huge winding mountain um, huge uh, long secret service motorcade um, that I'm sure was um, a shocking sight to behold for everybody um, you know looking out um, from their front porch as 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 we approached Reverend Graham's house um, and then we got there and I had no idea what to expect honestly I um, knew Reverend Graham was up in age um, I knew um, you know the the just the, the legacy that he had, but I, I didn't know you know, if he was going to be able to engage with us as much because of his health and because of his age. I also knew his son Franklin was there, and I know Franklin um, was very opinionated about politics, <laughs> and, um, and you know, I wasn't sure what to expect on that front um, in terms of the welcome that uh, the president would receive. And when we got in there, I, mean, it, I, I can sort of feel the, um, the, the feeling that I felt in that living room like it was yesterday. There was just so much love and grace and humility um mr graham just kind of threw his arms wide open told the president how proud he was of him how much it meant for him that um this election happened how much it meant for our country fact that he prays for him every day, um, you know, his voice was low, and it was, you know, still a little bit difficult to hear him just because of his age, but his mind was sharp, and, um, and it was just a beautiful, beautiful conversation. The most remarkable thing, well, one of the more remarkable things to me was that, at the end of the dialogue, um, um, Mr. Graham put his hand on President's knee and started praying for him, and then when um, Mr. Graham wrapped up, President Obama started praying for, uh, for Reverend Graham, and... It was just a, um, a beautiful moment to see the president pray for him and something that I didn't expect and something that I'll certainly never forget.
3: There are stories throughout the book really uh, seeing uh, President Obama as the, as the pastor-in-chief, if you'll pardon the pun, but uh, there was this sense that there were so many times where he was able to uh, just be... Caring and supportive and pray for folks. I mean, there's a beautiful story of uh, the beautiful and tragic story of how he walked from classroom to classroom in the wake of the Newtown shootings and how he was praying uh, for and with Reverend Graham. And just over and over again, he was just being pastoral. It feels like in your relationship with him, there was clearly he was your boss But there was also a sense that he was your mentor in a way. And I don't want to put words in your mouth, but can you talk about kind of that relationship that you have with him and what you've learned from him?
1: Absolutely. You know, yeah, I I, I have learned a lot from the president. Now, I should note that he, like any of us, you know, is by no means perfect. I don't want (laughs) to, you know, make him out to be any more than he is, which is a man with lots of skills and abilities, but also flaws as well, Mm -hmm. and uh, he would be the first one to admit that. Um, And so I I, I think that's important to state. Uh, But having said that, you know, you don't get to the position that he is in without, you know, certain qualities. And the qualities that I I have found um, most um, remarkable and edifying um, in, in him, really, you know, center around character and integrity and and family. You know, I've learned a lot from him about, um, how to be a good husband, how to be a good dad, um, and how to put, make sure that those, um, are priorities that, um, that get out in front of anything else that's happening in, in, in one's life. Um, so I think that, um, that really, really stood out. And, you know, there are other moments as as well. Um, I think he, um, has a unique ability to, um, Keep private matters private, and to um, to really cherish moments outside of public view. There's a lot of stuff that goes on that no one would ever know about, and I think that, quite frankly, that's why um, he gets a little bit of a bum rap on you know on on some some areas from his you know vulnerability to his spiritual side and so forth. Just because he doesn't talk about it, these are things mm. that he he keeps to himself um, and. You know and, and cherishes um and so I, I think that's another you know strong strong uh, point of his um so yeah I, you know in, in some ways there has been some mentoring there, uh, there i've certainly grown um a lot um through my time in the white house both in in terms to him but also through some of my other bosses that i've had there as well um and uh you know i, I think i i've been made better as a result
3: So in February 2013, you stepped down. Um, can you walk us through that process? Because to everyone listening to this, this is the world's coolest job. Um, tell me about the process of walking away from what may be the world's coolest job.
1: <laughs> you know, I smile even to think about it because it was just so amazing. You know, for a long time, and I'm probably not alone in feeling like this, um, so much of my worth, my the way I saw myself, was kind of wrapped up in this, you know, wonderful institution that is the White House and the presidency. And um, about a year before I actually left, God started unraveling that, and not in a bad way, but showing me that um, that his purposes for me and his role that, uh, the role that he wanted me to have in the building of his kingdom, um, you know, had a, had a part. In the White House, but there were also many other aspects of that as well, and that you know my, my worth and my value and my relationships and my uh, my my uh, my dreams uh, shouldn't be centered around just this one place. And so, you know, it was really kind of a walk through Scripture that um, affirmed those promises to me, um, beginning in early 2012, actually late 2011 and early 2012, and then you know after we were reelected and. Um, and, uh, you know, I was able to kind of take a step back and take a deep breath. You know, I just kind of had it felt it in my spirit that it was time to go and um, let folks know it took a little longer than I expected, mm-hmm. um, just because the, the things kept coming up, things that I, I had to um, to manage, um, um, just, uh, uh, issues in, in the White House. Um, but, you know, eventually, by, by the time February rolled around, um, God gave me that release. And, you know, I think that was a, a beautiful moment as well. Mm-hmm.
3: Do you continue to stay in contact with the president?
1: Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. I still send them devotional every morning, and I've seen him a number of times, and stay in good contact with uh, with my colleagues at the White House too.
0: That was Joshua Dubois. Again, his brand new book is called The President's Devotional. It released this week, and it's available everywhere books are sold. You can learn more at JoshuaDubois.com or follow him on Twitter at Joshua
2: they
0: but they found you're listening to Gunger the song is God and country it's from their new album called I am mountain which is phenomenal if you haven't heard it yet guess what guys it's streaming right now over on the drop at relevantmagazine.com We've got the full Gunger album streaming. Neat. Go check it out. Uh, it's from their new album called I Am Mountain. It's a great album. Life
4: can be this good.
0: Life can be this good. <laughs> All right, well, it's time for your, uh, your feedback and corrections and apologies. First, we've got a few. Okay, so uh, many, many listeners, Jesse, hit you up this week and said yep. to let you know that Brian Regan eats Fig Newtons by the sleeve. How not Oreos. Oreos. What
2: it, it, it was an egregious error on my part. Now you
0: said Regan or Brian Regan or Jim Gaffigan, right? Yeah, and it was so in fact Brian there. Regan right. whose
2: bit it was. But uh, I have maliciously uh, gosh, maligned gosh. his his good name that with hostile intent by claiming that he eats Oreos by the sleeve, not Fig Newtons, yep. as his comedy bit does say. So my apologies. To Brian Regan and his fans, and the Boy for Scouts for the insinuation, and the
3: Boy Scouts just kick you out, just so you know just, for that. You know, just for
2: that, that's a that's an offense that will get me booted <laughs> for, for multiple generations. My my son or my my son's son. Right. But when, when the Boy Scouts drop the hammer, it's for three generations. It's, it's a <laughs> <laughs>
0: We also got told that uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger has a child in the classic movie Twins with Danny DeVito, not no. Mr. Mom. That's the classic movie with Michael Keaton, where he stays home while the wife. Twins.
4: Work. Let's not let's, let's let's use the term classic.
0: Despairing. Well, well, I
2: think, I think we were confusing too. Mo- there's a movie w- where he does play twins mm-hmm. with, mm-hmm. Danny, yeah, with DeVito. Danny DeVito. Yes, and there is a movie where he is pregnant. Right. But I said the movie was Mr. Mom. Right. Right. When in fact the movie title is Junior. Uh, junior. Junior. That's the one. Um,
3: everybody wins. So that's so
2: yeah. Many apologies. The the film where Arnold swore- the 1994 laugh fest right <laughs> where arnold's fortunate here undergoes a science experiment and becomes a massive muscular pregnant man yeah it's not called mr roms called junior, junior my apologies. so <laughs> apologies for that one as well all right so
0: that's it for your uh, for corrections and apologies for last week now it's time for your feedback last week we asked you for an idea for a timely social or cultural halloween costume uh you went over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com you hit us up on twitter and you went over to our Facebook page and you gave us some great feedback. Here are some of our favorites. John Dunstan
3: said, uh, a great cultural costume that will make your mind explode. Sylvester Stallone dressed as Kanye West, dressed as Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's the Turduncan of Halloween. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> That's, that was great. That's brilliant. Uh, that was
2: really, that was really as good. As soon John.
3: as I read that, I wanted to steal it because <laughs> it was so funny.
2: Brian said that uh, he said, how about dressing up like Shark Week? <laughs> But have the theme of your Shark Week costume be the year that Shark Week jumped the shark.
0: That's good. So I guess oh. you could
2: just be a megalodon. Yeah. Uh,
0: along that line, Benjamin House on Twitter said that uh, a guy in his apartment made a shark NATO costume out of rubber tubing, fake spider webbing and small plastic <laughs> sharks. That Hashtag awesome. glorious. Awesome.
4: That's send a, us a, send us a picture. <laughs> of yeah. That Benjamin send us a picture. Yeah. Tweet like. us a
0: picture of that one, Benjamin.
4: Did you see uh, that Julio Matza said uh, he had a question regarding oh. our question? He's traveling for work on Halloween I'm trying to come up with a TSA appropriate costume. <laughs> there,
3: there is only one option, which a TSA is a agent. TSA agent, yeah. right?
2: Yeah, a fellow TSA agent. <laughs> don't,
3: don't have a knife on you. Don't think anything, it's hilarious, but yeah. just show up and walk through a scanner and be totally cool about it. <laughs> no, but
2: remember, you're not allowed to make any jokes, so totally get into character, right? Yeah, or right. A big
3: yeah. Uh, or big paper knife or something. Yeah, or no, just, no, a big bottle of liquid. Just don't just walk just, around patting people down in yeah. the airport. Yeah, be,
2: be a four ounce bottle of liquid.
3: Yeah,
2: <laughs> <laughs> it's. A four ounce bottle of liquid. Actually, go over. I bet they would love that. Be, be, you walk right make through. your costume a massive shoe and be like I can't take this off There's, <laughs> it's all I'm wearing <laughs>
3: I did like William LaRue going as grumpy cat I thought that <laughs> that's that's good. Sure, if sure. I can pull that off then wouldn't that be just the hit of a party yeah. that I'm not invited I, I, to I
2: like Jason McDaniel said him and his wife are dressing up at the Spartan cheerleaders <laughs> that's both timely and socially relevant right <laughs> I think it's great <laughs> I, I, I picture them having gone in that costume for like 12 consecutive years right
3: it's all dirty and it's got like candy Corn melted on the front of it. Yeah, of ever
2: it. since like the skit first came out, you know,
3: right. And the first year it was unreal. Yeah,
2: everyone loved it. Second year, still kind of funny. Third, you know, okay. Year six, those best of Will Ferrell DVDs came out funny again. <laughs> now it's pre-played <free>
0: out. <laughs> well, there was some. Uh, that was some great great feedback this week. Thank you. We, uh, we, uh, we'll we easily be able to plan our costume out now for our, all the harvest parties that we attend with Eddie, I'm sure, because I'm sure he's been invited to hundreds of them. <laughs> oh, at this man. I'm so, going. Yeah, I have, it's it's going to be such a pretty big much off for me. The, You're leaving the podcast recording this morning and going right to one, right? Yeah. I'm going to start now. Yeah, it's going to be a really crazy time for awesome. me. Can't wait. Uh, thanks for your feedback. Now it's time for this week's
3: editorial question. <laughs> Of the week.
0: Hey. Well, earlier at the podcast we were talking about our love for all things restaurants. Uh, you might remember it was about four and a half hours ago we were talking about that, um, and uh, and we talked about you know sitting with the the family at the Hibachi restaurant and 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 just some possibly <laughs> awkward restaurant situations that you know people have found themselves in over time. So this week we want to phrase our question like this: We want to know from you. Our wonderful listener, listening audience, who no doubt frequents restaurants. Perhaps some of you are servers in restaurants, or maybe you have been. Yeah. Uh, whatever it is, tell us the most awkward restaurant story. The most awkward thing you've ever seen at a restaurant, the most awkward thing that's ever happened to you at a restaurant, the most awkward thing about a restaurant that you have ever experienced or encountered in your <laughs> life. I cannot wait <laughs> to read some of it because I know that our listeners are going to have some great stories on this
2: May one. I please yeah, just Do any of you, you guys have any? Yeah, yeah.
0: Like, got, I've got, got one, just mine right to tell my now. Just to kind
3: of give you an idea. <laughs> so there's a, you know how they do the birthday thing, you know, and they yes. always come out and do the
2: little.
0: Sure. Happy oh, birthday. Yeah, Happy birthday. So
3: my number one favorite thing is to tell them it's someone else's birthday at the table where it's not so that at some point your meal gets interrupted by somebody <laughs> oh, coming out great. and singing to your friend so 100 percent, it's a hilarious thing so we're out with a group of people we were all summer interns and we were at this mexican restaurant I assume they'd come out and sing the song to her. One of the other interns. So apparently, we're at a Mexican restaurant where they take the birthday tradition fairly, <laughs> fairly seriously. So they come out right, and it's like it's your birthday, Rachel, and she's like, "Oh gosh," yeah, she's embarrassed, but she's playing along because she right. gets because we're all laughing, and sure. she she gets it immediately. But we think they're just going to sing the song, so they put a hat on her, okay. a little sombrero, and they're like, "Ha ha!" Right, and they're singing "Happy birthday, right, doing the whole song, and then a guy sneaks behind her and just puts a huge pie in her face <laughs> like From and then pie? then there's a guy across on the <laughs> other side dope. of the table that takes a picture of that moment oh my and gosh. i'm like i'm like this is well, the like great legit like cream pie. Like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It And it I face. mean, all Bloody of these guys gosh. of a Mexican restaurant are dying laughing, dying. Oh my right? word! Right. So here's where it gets awful and then really funny for me <laughs> is that we're all like, "Whoa, that's a really serious birthday tradition." So then, but as she's wiping away the banana cream pie, she's crying because she's so embarrassed. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is the ultimate backfire. (laughs) At the moment, it wasn't funny, but now, like fifteen years later, it's my number one favorite thing. Has she ever gone out to a restaurant with you? Oh no, she would never talk. No, she she hasn't even
2: spoken to you in fifteen years. No, she declined. She she alerted the Boy Scouts of such malfeasance. (laughs) Malfeasance,
3: (laughs) but I thought that was great. That's amazing. It was the perfect storm. Wow. So that's brilliant. Don't ever go out to to lunch with me because I'm going to tell him it's your birthday. <laughs> just the two of us. Down. I love
2: that they put a, a, like a cream pie in her face. Like she just hit a walk off home run or something. Yeah, <laughs> a cream
3: pie in her face and then there's a guy on the other side of the table ready to take the picture. Wow. Like this is an orchestrated thing and they were laughing. I mean, They have to do this five times a night, you know, yeah. but they were loving and it. It, which, it seems
4: like you're I think you'd be risking a lot of tears with something like that. Right, like she didn't think I might was, cry. She
0: didn't think it was funny. I'm crying. Thinking about it right now.
4: I <laughs> so, don't know. I pl- I'm glad I'm never going to dinner with you, Eddie. Yeah. I don't forget know what's going to happen next. I'm going to end up with tears <laughs> in my eyes.
0: <laughs> I don't want to cry in front of you. So we want to, we want to hear your <laughs> awkward restaurant yeah, stories. Like that. Like that. <laughs> like see, see, so see, simple. If, see if you can stop getting a, uh, a banana cream pie thrown in your face at a Mexican restaurant when it's not even your birthday. Uh, go over <laughs> that,
3: to that sweet girl is going to comment. She is. She listen.
0: Uh, I don't know. Yeah, probably probably we'll, not because we'll you're on her. it. She doesn't like anything yeah, that's doesn't, associated yeah. with Eddie. <laughs> she doesn't want to
2: anymore. Yeah. She'll be notified by know. the Boy Scouts that it's come up again. <laughs> don't worry, ma'am. We, we, have, we have a scout going rogue here, ma'am. He's talking about this uh,
1: exactly.
2: You can't escape justice, Eddie. Yeah. We've, <laughs> given him, we've given him We've an ultimatum. <laughs> and he's chosen prison. He's so. chosen
3: prison. Then denounce his status from Troop
2: 321.
0: Oh, my goodness. <laughs> so go over to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com. Hit us up on Twitter at Relevant Podcast, or you can go over to our Facebook page uh, and let us know your most awkward restaurant story. Uh, We are excited to read our favorites on next week's podcast. Well, guys, many thanks to Joshua Dubois for talking to us this week again. Such a great guy. His brand new book is called The President's Devotional. Uh, It released this past week And it's available now Wherever books are sold Uh, You can check him out At joshuadubois.com Or follow him on Twitter At joshuadubois And uh, again That whole Whole interview with him Is going to be available On the podcast episode page At relevantmagazine.com Well guys It's been fun That's going to do it For this week's show I'm Chad Michael Snavely I am still a Boy Scout (laughs) (laughs) I'm Tyler Alckmin I'm Jesse Gary We'll see you guys next week
4: Before we ever fell apart
3: I was there, you were there, and the feeling was strong. Save your all and souls, no where you've been or even though you know. So let me in, just let it go. And the feeling was strong.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. Go follow us on Twitter at Relevant Podcast. And for more great content, check out relevantmagazine.com.
2: Your Honor, send me and my son away to prison. Ship us away. But whatever you do, please don't let the Boy Scouts eject us.